All right, we're back for episode two of the Rehashables with my brother Matt. We made it two episodes, pal. Can you believe it? Yeah. Here we are. Who had the over/under as one and a half? But fired up to be talking TV and movies and what you've been watching this last month. I'm reminded of that Paul Rudd meme where it's like, "Look at us." Yeah. <laughs> we would have thought we would have been here. Oh, not me. Wow, two <laughs> episodes. Uh, um, crazy month ending the summer. You know, life's so crazy. It's hard to watch as many things that I'd wanted to, but we got a good little list of things that we that we watched. So I'm looking forward to going over that stuff. But definitely crazy, excited. Kids are back in school. Marin's into her situation. Yeah, now we can get a little bit normal. Football season's here, so a lot of stuff to look forward to. No, absolutely. We both talk about like childcare and really making harder to, to watch things. Obviously, over the month of August, but still found some you know some, some good stuff to watch and uh, some random stuff some things that kind of is uh, water cooler talk right now that kind of other people yep. are talking about but it was a it was a fun month so okay. so as we are going to do moving forward we are going to rehash those things that we've watched over the past month that's why we are called the rehashables or this podcast is called the rehashables so why don't we just jump into the things that we've been watching i know a couple of them are, for us are the same a couple of them are different so why don't I just follow you, Lee? What do you want? What's what's the thing that strikes you as like the thing that you watched in the past month? The thing that I watched in the past month that I kind of have been telling everyone, asking everyone, have you watched this? If not, you should watch this. It was Hijack on yeah. Apple TV. It's the Idris Elba show again on Apple TV. I know last month you had a bunch of their shows, but you were kind of telling me about it and you were diving in last month, and it's one of those shows that like it's really tough to just watch one episode the yep. way each one ends they're all cliffhangers and stuff but really kind of got my adrenaline going so you explained it to me so why don't you kind of yeah. what, what is hijack about so i'm sure you can tell by the title of the of the show it has something to do with the hijacking <laughs> on the plane so it just like it's just he's you don't know too much about him going into the show he's a negotiator as you come to find out and he's flying back from i think it was dubai back to london mm -hmm. um after some business trip and you know, there's a lot of stuff that's going on outside of the, the hijack plane, but yeah, it really focuses on this hijacking that happens by a team of people. There's a lot to the story. Like I said, his family gets involved, different air traffic controller people get involved. There's a lot of stuff on the ground going on and it's a bigger story than just the hijacking, which I found to be very interesting. And that's kind of what kept me hooked in. It's not a huge commitment to watch it. Seven episodes, they all go by very fast. I think it's shot pretty well. Yeah. Right, like I think special effects are good. I think like the plane stuff looks good. It's all believable. And uh, I'm kind of in, I think I told you this on this character being a thing. Like I could see them coming back for a second season on this. I don't know if they have any plans to. And, you know, when you name something hijacked, I don't know if that shoehorns you into doing only hijackings that this guy gets stuck on another hijacking. I don't know if that's possible or not, but I feel like you could put this guy into different situations and make a TV show around it. Yeah. He, well, first off, props to yourself. That guy, I mean, is he is so damn charismatic in the show. He's so cool. He's just, he's the man, you know? And when he's on screen, he's really captivating. And I'm kind of like, I don't, like, I'm trying to think of, like, other things that he's really been in, because I've known about him for years. He was, I remember him being on The Office, which I know you had a little character in The Office for a while with Steve Carell. Nope. He was awesome and hilarious. In that show but like i haven't seen a ton of stuff that has him in it but he's, he's, he's in the marvel character. marvel universe but like very he's, secondary role remember he was in prometheus like yeah god i love that yeah movie. i know you love he that was movie. one of the dark power movies that they were trying to be a stephen king 
remake of a, of a series of books that he did called The Dark Tower. He was in that one. He was the main character. But he's like, I feel like he should be in more stuff than he is. And maybe yeah. that continues to move that direction. He was kind of tied into, like, will he be the next James Bond kind of thing? You know what I mean? He's, he's born 1972. So he's, you know, he's 50, 51 years old, almost, you know, yeah, 51 years old. Actually, his birthday's tomorrow. So happy birthday to Idris Elba. Happy birthday, yeah. Man, I'm sure he's a big fan. One thing that really, I was watching the show, Heather watched the show too. Heather absolutely loved the show. So it's kind of fun. It's tough to kind of get us exactly watching the same stuff. But she, <laughs> like, we were up till 1 a.m one morning watching like four episodes wow. in a row because we just could not stop watching it. This show, to me, I don't know about you, but I was watching it, I couldn't stop thinking of 24. That's in the day. It's such a about this show. It's yeah. this, this seven episodes takes place over seven hours, each episode being an hour, just like 24. So it's very real time feeling that way. And yeah, you can't help but think of 24. No show has really done that since then, at least that I can mm -hmm. remember. So that was a nice, nice way to mix it up. So yeah, I, I thought that was great, and it made you, you know kind of care about characters kind of on the plane, characters on the land who are trying to help. They did a good job kind of telling that, that story. And you know, even though you had a good idea of how it was going to end, it's just, a, it's just fantastic how in the last half hour you're literally on the edge of your seat and your heart is racing. Yeah. So I, I, show, found, I found it to be like I don't want to say emotional, but like I found I like some of the last stuff in that last episode. I was just like I was kind of invested in, so it was it was cool. Definitely. And that was kind of from what I've been reading or, or hearing from people, kind of the show of the summer. People have really been talking about that. Like you said, it's not a big commitment. It's just a great, great show, seven episodes. It was awesome. Anything else you wanted to kind of say about it? Or? Nope. Just that, like you said, it's every, you, you want to just keep watching when you do it. It's an easy commitment. So if you're like, oh, what should I watch? Yeah, I think Hijack is a very easy thing to add to the top of your list as something to, to just binge in the, over the course of a week. Cool. Awesome. So, so we both had so, yeah, we both definitely had that one. Okay. So it's going to be the ones that we had together. It's going to be very easy. But uh, yeah, I, I loved it. So highly recommend. Great. Awesome. So now I know we both kind of went, but why don't you go this time? Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll hit the other thing that we both watched, or at least I believe that we both watched. I might have mentioned it even in last month's episode. But quarterback, is that on the list? Yeah. That was, the, yeah. that was number two for, for me. For things that I watched. So. Yeah. So quarterback is a documentary on Netflix that follows three quarterbacks, NFL quarterbacks, over the course of last season. And those three quarterbacks were Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota. And this is something – I didn't even know this was happening. Yeah, you know, like it, it was a pleasant surprise when this just kind of hits Netflix. I feel like that happens all the time with Netflix. You don't even realize what's coming. And then, mm -hmm. oh, oh, there's a doc on Netflix that has these three quarterbacks that cover them for the whole season. And, you know, it's just like, wow, okay, that's great. I'll watch that. How many episodes is it? Six? Eight, eight episodes. Eight episodes? That's a lot. Yeah, it is That's a lot. lot. Really yeah. dig in with these people, get a sense of what they're like behind the scenes. And if I wasn't fired up for football season before, I definitely, like, mm -hmm. was fired up after that. Yeah, so you said it exactly right. Didn't even – this wasn't even on my radar. I knew nothing that this show was being filmed. Yeah. It's happening all of a sudden. It's just you're scrolling through you know, Twitter or online or whatever, and you're just like – people are talking about quarterback. And it's like, what is this? So it was great. Anyone that loves like inside the NFL or mic'd up segments or stuff like that, this is unedited. You know, I mean, by that I mean like you know, them swearing, them getting fired up. It's it's very authentic feeling. And these are three quarterbacks who, I mean, obviously Mahomes, you kind of like 
you know, he had those years against the Patriots and versus Brady, and he's been so successful, so people are comparing him to Brady. So I was kind of always like, I'm not the biggest Mahomes guy. I'm kind of going into this. Same with Kirk Cousins. Absolutely zero opinion of, of Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he just seemed um, like a guy that couldn't get it done and probably still is that. You know, and he's yeah, like, yeah. It's, the show is like one of the goats with Patrick Mahomes that yes, a very good, serviceable quarterback with Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. and then Marcus Mariota, who came in highly regarded. You know, but it's tough to play quarterback in the league for a long period of time. He's more of a, a bottom tier quarterback at this point. So it was nice to have that mix. But but you, the point I, I was getting to is you watch watching this and I'm like, I I can't help but root for all three of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's weird to say like Mahomes like, man, I got so much respect for that guy. And like uh, just watching last season, there's no spoilers. If you're the one that watched football, you know that the season ended with him winning the Super Bowl. So good for the, the producers picking them and telling that story because they got a home run. Yeah, I like the other one. But how he, how he overcame like some injuries and they were down a lot in the, in the Super Bowl and came back and won. Like this guy got it through so much. And he was just like, yeah, man, I'm like, I like love Mahomes. Like obviously I'll see you rooting for the Pats. Yeah. Definitely like really walked away with a whole level of respect for that guy. Tough to not like him after you watch this. Yeah, because you do see how hard he works and how good he is. And honestly, with the way he fought through that ankle injury in the playoffs in the AFC Championship in the Super Bowl, I mean, it's unbelievable. I can't not love Mahomes. As much, yeah. I think he's freaking awesome. He's so good at what he does. And it's it was cool to see his family. I mean, he has, he has a daughter. And I think mm-hmm. his son was born during the mm-hmm. taping of this show. And he had a chance to see his wife a little bit, who's kind of a lightning rod, I think, for people, at least on Twitter. Yeah. People give her all kinds of shit. And she does have a little thing about her, and I see why she brings some of it on. But even then, I, I still I, – I liked her more after watching the show. <laughs> and I got a little bit of a sense of what she was all about. And I think I might have told you before, like, I did not realize she was an athlete herself. Yep. And how, you know, I mean, how good she was, how competitive she was. And you can kind of see how, you know, the way she supports Mahomes. It, you know, you just get a little bit more in-depth on her, and it makes sense a little bit more. Yeah. So everyone knows about Patrick Mahomes. You know, guys, this is second Super Bowl. He's he's gone, gone to three. He's always in the conversation every year. But I think the big winner of quarterback was Kirk Cousins. I like I was, like loved Kirk freaking Cousins. Love Cousins. Right? Like I, like I'm a big Vikings fan. Feel like you know what I mean? Like it's tough not to like root for him and like him and, and kind of see him overcome some of the struggles that he were coming through in the season because they made this show to show, you know, Peyton Manning was behind him, just to show how hard it is to be an NFL quarterback and lead a team to success. And Pleasance is going through these ups and downs all season. And it was just, it was very authentic and, and, and stuff to, to watch him. And what he had to yeah. do. I think one of the reasons he's the big winner is just because of that authenticity. And you just see, like, what like a good guy he is. He seems mm-hmm. like a good person, a good husband, a good father. He seems to be a good leader. He takes his job very seriously. <laughs> a smart guy. Yeah. And the fact that he hasn't had more success as a quarterback isn't maybe because he's not a good quarterback or because he's not smart mm-hmm. enough to handle it. It's tough. It just shows how hard it is. He would yeah. get beaten up. Yeah, I think they went 13-3 and three last year, mm-hmm. and then they lose a, a game in the playoffs, and that's football. You know, that's that any yeah. given Sunday mentality. I mean, it's hard to win in the NFL. It's hard to play quarterback. And I have a ton of respect for him after this, after this yeah. show. It, yeah, it, it was so good. So I hope this becomes a, a yearly thing. I know we don't talk much about Marcus Mariota. He was, it was interesting to watch him. It wasn't the, the best, the best story and, and stuff like yeah. that, but you know, it was just, 
tough ending of the season, you know? Yeah, exactly. So I heard they are doing a yearly thing. I mean, I heard a room. I don't know how true it is that Joe Burrow is going to be on next season. Right. I you know, love Joe Burrow, so I'm curious to see that. But a great thing, great to drop at the beginning of August because, you know, come July, you're not really thinking about football, but then when training camp happens, and in the last month, I, I can't get enough of the of the football stuff. Yeah. So. It was a show where it was like, I'm going to pause some of the other things that I'm watching and really, like, dig into this. And I've told you before, I've mentioned on this podcast, like Aubrey loves football. So she loved quarterback. She was all in on it. And it really makes me like these guys. And is one of the reasons why I won't watch Hard Knocks. I don't want to like Aaron Rodgers. I don't want to like the Jets. And I know that if I watch Hard Knocks, like, I'll probably freaking like those guys. And it's just not happening. So I'm just not good at liking those other two guys. I hear you. So, yeah, awesome. So I'm glad I think people have been watching that. So I think those are the two on our list. And I think we'll, we'll kind of deviate from here for our final our final two yeah so quarterback on netflix check it out if you want to get fired up for the season hit me with your next one next one you're not gonna see this coming but i i ended up finally wating the whale uh when wow uh, brandon frazier's movie came out this year brandon frazier won the uh, the oscar for best actor in this movie and it's about this guy who becomes morbidly obese, absolutely huge guys, all self-inflicted, battling with depression. He has a woman who is taking care of him, a nurse that can visit him regularly, has a great relationship, and uh, he has a daughter he's estranged from, played by Sadie Sink from Stranger Things, who's the redhead, yeah, she plays his daughter in it, and 95% of the movie takes place in like one room. Um, God. And he's, I, he's not bedridden. He's he's couch ridden, but he can yeah. move with a walker and some support yeah. and that kind of stuff. But it, it, it's not like a fun watch. I wouldn't be like I felt good watch like watching it. It's really tough to watch, but goddamn, I loved it. Like I absolutely loved it. It pulled at my heartstrings. I can absolutely see why he won Best Actor for it. Um, it's just it was a really really great story and great movie and i needed to see it so that was kind of what i watched hmm. makes me want to watch it you watch it with heather yeah we watched it with heather she loved she loved it as well it's just under two hours you know what I mean? so it's not like a huge commitment but it's did you pay for it did you, did you buy it or you rent it or is it on a service i think i rented on apple tv mm-hmm. so it kind of came out in august and i want to watch it and just wanted to like shout out to Brandon Frazier, you know because like we we grew up we talked about this I think other class like that. We watched Encino Man so many times growing up. And that was the movie that one of the movies that kind of catapulted him into things. But then when he did the mummy, I've seen the mummy a hundred times. It was <laughs> it reminded me so much of Indiana Jones, which you can yeah, see you know, Indiana Jones. A newer version of Indiana Jones. Same idea. Yeah. Same idea. And he was awesome, you know? And then he was so good in it. He did some other movies, but then he disappeared. For like, well, maybe he wasn't in anything of, of note for about 10 or 12 years. And he was battling with some depression issues and stuff. And for him to come back to do this movie, to win the Best Actor Award for this movie, I, it's just a great story for someone who I, I loved watching growing up. Yeah, great return to form for him. I hope this has rejuvenated his career, you know, because you can have that next level of, of an acting career at his age. So it'd be cool to see him in more stuff. I do want to see it. I, I, I do fear it as an emotional movie, which I don't. I don't shy away from an emotional movie. But like the whole daughter thing, and I'm sure there's like some 
depression and shame and regret and all kinds of stuff, you know, and, it, but it does sound like it's a great movie and probably worth checking out. I freaking ball my eyes out. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was awesome. It was just really, really good. I loved it. And Darren, or Darren, Arnoskowski is his name. The guy who did Gravity did Requiem for a Dream. He's the director behind the guy's the man. He's done such weird, weird, great stuff. And this was very different than, than that feel. Cause again, it was all in one room, but yep. it's an awesome movie. So it's one that's on my list and that's, that's one I watched. So yeah. No, thanks for sharing and bringing it back to, to the top of mind for me. It would be a good one to check out. You said two hours. Yeah. One hour, 57 minutes. Yeah, that's, that's nothing. It's a good that's Friday nothing. night, Saturday night movie. Yeah, really, really, really good movie. Love it. Okay, so add that to the list. The next one for me is a big pivot from what you watched in terms of the, the content, <laughs> but it was it was John Wick 4. Finally caught up on John Wick 4. And, dude, John Wick's the man. Those movies are shot like... I would love to see, and it's probably on like the extras or whatever, just like how those movies are made. You know, the, it, it, it's almost like... You know, only everyone watching should know what John Wick is. It's basically an assassin. There's this whole world and lore that goes along with it. But, I mean, he's basically a one-man wrecking crew that probably kills about 2,000 people per movie. And it's like, it's like a big dance. You know, it really is. Like, I, that's when I'm watching it, I, I just picture, like, a big dance, like, with how he, how he moves around the screen and, you know, around obstacles and shoots people and bloods. I mean, it's a very gory – I wouldn't say gory, but, like, it is a graphic movie. Uh, we've known people that have tried to watch it and couldn't finish it because mm -hmm. they thought it was a little bit much. But in terms of like an action movie, I think John Wick might be one of the best action star, like action characters of the decade, I would say. Right. I mean, he's he's a thing at this point. Keanu Reeves, man. Mm -hmm. you know, the guy is, is incredible. I have not seen the fourth one. I have seen the other three. And the only reason I just haven't had a chance to get to, to watch the fourth but there's two things about the, the, these movies that are amazing. One, you mentioned already, like it's like the choreography of the fighting is, it's so precise and perfect and beautiful mm -hmm. to watch. These fights of, of him you know, shooting people or using things as weapons is incredible. But then the mm -hmm. other thing that I thought is so amazing is the world building. Like this assassin world, what's the hotel? That they, Continental. The, the Continental. Like it's just such an, fascinating concept and this is where like assassins can go to like hang out and they have these coins that are their currency and it's a safe yeah. haven but it's a, only a world that these people know yeah. about it, it, it's unbelievable and it has all these rules and there's a lot of like man, you can't do certain things and people abide by it and then, you know it's just this thought that like when you pass on the street could potentially be one of these like assassins and they're all obviously yeah. going after john wick and i will say yeah. Couple thoughts about it. A couple of additional thoughts. Great villains. They've always had like good bad guys, memorable bad yep. guys. At least I thought like very good. A couple of very good villains in this one that are just like they stand out in their performances. They stand out in the way they fight. The, the fights that they have between each other are awesome. You know. And the other thing is like the music's always very good. There's always like this electronic music soundtrack kind of going in the background with like you know lights mm -hmm. and beautiful places. So it's just like a fun thing to watch. Just from that point of view, it has like a it feels good to like listen to the music, see the way they move, see, you know, there's always like a dance club scene, you know, there's always some water, there's, you know, always uh, some hallmarks of John Wick movies. I will say though, of all the John Wick movies, and maybe it just speaks to how busy I am, I probably had the hardest time like getting into it 
you know, like I've wanted to watch this movie for like three months and like, it took me a couple sittings, like most movies do. And it just, it took me a while to get into it. And once it got going, like I was definitely into it. Like I ever, like I was, but it, I do fear that, that the, you know, that it's going stale. Yeah. And I don't know that it is. I mean, they're selling a bunch of tickets, making a bunch of money. I, I heard there's going to be a fifth one. I, I don't know how true that is, but like, I just fear that like, okay, you know, as much as they're mixing it up with each sequel, is it enough that it just, we're, it's dimish, diminishing returns at this point. And isn't there a TV show coming, yeah. happening? What, what, what I think it's that? called The Continental. It's called The Continental. It, what is, it, is it on, on Hulu or something? Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up as we're, as we're talking. There's a trailer yeah. for it, so you can September watch that. And it doesn't look as good as the, the movies just yeah. because the production value for those movies is so high. But it's a TV show that looks super entertaining. I'll definitely check it out. But I mean, I do like yeah. that world. The one just kind of checked it off the list because you know it's just one of those movies that's right up my alley, and I typically love John Wick movies, so I'm glad to to check it out. I definitely recommend that you check it out, and if and if you've liked the first three John Wicks, mm. you'll definitely like this one too. It's just more of the same. How old would you think? Would you say Keanu is? Just guessing. Or maybe uh, well, I mean, I don't know. Like, <laughs> not knowing anything, I would say like fifty. But like, I don't think yeah. that that's possible. Yeah. Knowing he was what he was when we were in high school and all the other I music, mean, is he sixty? He's fifty now. And his birthday yeah, was yesterday so. too. So we'll sing happy birthday. He doesn't look like he's <laughs> what his birthday. <laughs> it was a September second. So oh, man, come on! All these September birthdays. Oh my god! Fifty nine. Um, how he moved, and he does. I think a lot of his stunt. You know, I mean, yeah. not like, but he does a lot of his stunts. Guy, incredible, and we were the biggest Matrix fans in the world and speed and the guy's been in our lives for 30 years and it's just Great. It's an awesome movie so he's hey, awesome I'm seeing keanu I, he almost he's to me keanu is john wick more than he's neo at this point which is weird yeah. to say you know because like yeah. i thought neo would be the role that defined him and it probably is like a 1a 1b scenario but i do almost like picture and it might, might be recency bias too but like it's almost like John Wick is his defining role at this point. I might be wrong on that, but that's just kind of... That's tough. I wouldn't the first line of the obituary, God willing, you know, 40 years from now, would be, would be no fits for John Wick. It's just tough because he looks, you know, looking at him now and how he is in the picture. Yeah, but the movie's also called John Wick. It's not like the Matrix yeah. movie's called Neo. Neo. I mean, yeah. Well, know who Neo is. I don't know. I just feel like John Wick and Keanu Reeves are the same person right now. I know he's nothing like that in real life, but he's an awesome dude from all accounts. But uh, to me, like, they're the same person. Again, it's yeah. recently biased probably, but obviously one of the biggest roles, at least biggest two roles for him in his life. Yeah. Definitely so, worth checking well, out. I will 100% checking that out. I will be checking out the TV show too. He's, he's the man. And that is the cash count. You know, it's what those movies make a ton of money. You know, one of the few they, they non, you know, superhero movies that, you know, dominate. So. They do for sure. I think that movie comes out. I mean, the TV show comes out later on this month. So. Yeah. From awesome. the end of September. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get to see those one of those one of these days in the, in the theater because I've not seen any of them in the theater. Have you? Same, just at my yeah. house. So that's a great theater, great theater movie. Yep. All, All right. right what else? Last one. Last one. So like last month, I did a few Good Men. So I did older movies. I'm trying to watch some big movies. This is a twofer. All right. So this is two movies. I'm I'm kind of lumping into one things. All right. So I kind of cheated here, but it's two movies, same theme. <laughs> Or topic, but I, and there's a third one that I've been trying to watch, which I can't. I'll tell you about 
as a adult right but two movies i have watched have been platoon and full metal jacket wow so those are two movies i have never seen both take place in the vietnam or vietnam war i think platoon was made in 1986 and full metal jacket was i think a little after that i've seen neither yeah. of them tell me about it. who's who's like the star who directs them if they're even noteworthy and not like I need to be able to oh, no. in my so full metal jacket is directed by stanley kubrick so director yep. um, shining clockwork orange space odyssey 2001 so those what's that yeah from the moon landing, from the moon landing. <laughs> how, how many times have yeah, we been on your podcast no no you and veer talked about it remember conspiracy theory yeah that's his biggest movie that's his biggest, his biggest movie most views most views <laughs> by far has been stanley kubrick's moon landing uh, <laughs> But yeah, so this one, it kind of like almost takes two movies into one with Full Metal Jacket. It's a lot of stuff from, um, from boot camp and training. And there's this star- staff sergeant here who is, if you see him, you're like, I know that guy. He is like the prototypical staff sergeant, drill sergeant kind of guy, bald, big rimmed hat. You know exactly who he is. He's the one from the WWE. <laughs> big chin. Yes, I think Sergeant Slaughter was based off of this guy. Yeah. But the other two guys you, you recognize is Matthew Modine is in it. He is, he's the guy from Stranger Things. He plays like Eleven's like dad, yeah. uh, scientist guy, or whatever. Yeah. And then v- Vincent DeFario De or whatever. He's the guy that plays Kingpin in mm-hmm. Daredevil, bald, big bald guy. Very, really good movie. I like I enjoyed it. I thought it was wonderful. It was one of those things you have to see. To me, though, Platoon knocked it out of the water platoon really? was incredible so platoon was an oliver stone movie okay okay and charlie sheen is top billing in this movie okay so charlie sheen the big three in this one and there's a million you'll recognize everyone charlie sheen tom <laughs> berenger yep. tom berenger you know from major league, is from major league? the catcher from major league and we'll wow. the flow but this is like Charlie Sheen, pre, you know, Tiger Blood, pre, like, crazy, you know, two and a half men, crazy Charlie Sheen. And this takes place all in Vietnam with this yep. one, follows this one platoon group. And Jesus, man, they, they make Vietnam look like absolute hell on earth. Like, it, I can't even fathom what the really? men that went there and did and Oliver Stone did serve in Vietnam. That's why he kind of made this movie. And it's a very, very dark, very dark depiction of what it was like in Vietnam, both mm-hmm. where they're fighting and then on the inside of their platoon. And man, it was it was just incredible. Like it needed like a cold splash of water on your face at the end. It was really tough to watch, but amazing and worth it. So I thought platoon was way better than Full Metal Jacket in my opinion. Really interesting. Is that the general consensus on that? Do do people yeah, generally yeah. regard Platoon as as better? Well, here's the yeah, one. The one I, I don't know the answer to that. The, so Full Metal Jack is eight point three rating. Platoon is eight point one. The one that I'm missing, the big one, is Apocalypse Now from Francis Ford Coppola, and that was filmed kind of before these two movies. This is with Martin Sheen, David Duvall. That movie cannot be found any like it, it's on any streaming service you cannot buy it on amazon you cannot buy it on apple tv you, you cannot get this movie you cannot watch this movie and there's a reason for like viewing rights or something along those lines so the big three for me was platoon 
Full Metal Jacket and Apocalypse Now. So Apocalypse Now is always mm-hmm. regarded as the best one, but Platoon won Best Picture. And in, in, at, the, at the Oscars that year, Oliver Stone won Best Director. So, you know, that's just kind of my, my opinion of it. So, so I, I've seen some, some podcasts about Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe that I haven't seen those movies. I just can't believe I haven't seen them. You know, it's just I would have thought I've I would have seen those movies, especially Platoon for some reason. I feel like I might have started it, never got to the end of it. But I love that you always bring an old movie into this because it just reminds me of these classic movies that I haven't seen yet that people I feel like I've seen. Yeah. I feel like I would it'd be cool to be able to talk about those with other people. Yeah, absolutely. So I know they're both older movies, but yeah, I, that's one. Hopefully, I'll get to watch. I'll get to track down Apocalypse now, but. Platoon, Full Metal Jacket, just I mean, really good. See how you track it down, and then share like mention how you, how you eventually get access to it. If it if it sounds like it's that hard to to track down, yeah, it's I I, I couldn't yeah could I find it like a, a bootleg version online? I'm sure I can, but like mm-hmm. I want to watch it you know on a good TV, good sound system and stuff, and, and and watch it that way. But yeah, it's it's two good movies. That's my my last pick. Love it, dude. All right, I have one one last thing, and then we'll be close to wrapping it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I mentioned this to you too. It's another Apple TV Plus show. It's called Foundation. Have you had, have you heard of it? Do you have any general awareness of this show? Just just that it's like a top. It's like always a top chart show on Apple TV. I think it's number two behind Ted Lasso right now. So t- yeah, you know you told me about it. But tell me. About it. So freaking Apple TV Plus, man. They just I, I don't know what it is with them. I just seem to like every show they have. I think they're really strong with science fiction, which again seems to be my thing. I feel like I might lose some people on this, but when Apple TV Plus launched, it was announced that they were going to make this what is ultimately a book by Isaac Asimov. If you've ever heard of him, he's just like a science science fiction author like you know, he's just a very popular name in that going way back into the 50s. I think he wrote this this book called Foundation. And I think it's been historically hard to adapt into a movie or to a TV show. I don't know that anyone's even really tried because it was perceived as so hard, but definitely not like, a, you know, like when Dune came out last year, there was like a Dune from 1990 or a Dune from before that. Like, I don't think that anything like that exists for this one just because it's too hard. But I watched the first season, which came out in 2021. I don't know that it got like a lot of hype around it, but I watched it because the second season just came out and that's getting more hype. And I wanted to watch the first season, obviously before the second season. So got through the first season, loved the way it shot. The main guy that you would recognize yeah. is called Jared Harris, and he's yeah. the guy from Chernobyl. He's a he's a that guy, you know. He's yeah. been in. He was a, you know, he's like, a madman. He's yeah. in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's in stuff, and he's great in it. There's another guy with long black hair, who kind of looks like Tom Hiddleston for for some mm-hmm. reason, but no one else that you would really recognize. No, not really any even that guys, but it's just like a. I tend to like things that have worlds. Kind of getting back to like John Wick and. Yeah, that's why I like Star Wars. That's why I like Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter, whatever that might be. It's just this world that exists beyond whatever you're watching on the screen. And this is one of those things where, you know, there's an empire. It's interesting. There was a bad empire before there was even an empire in Star Wars. You know, Star Wars came kind of after all this. And this was an inspiration for that. But, yeah, there's just a a lot of intricate stories being told over hundreds of years, beautifully shot. If you like science fiction – I think this is uh, this should move to the top of your list, and I can't wait to watch the second season because again, I've I've heard it; it's even better. So, a lot of good stuff. I wish I could I mean, be more. That's awesome. I mean, I know you told me about it, and people have been talking about it. I've heard it from a few other people. And you look at the charts again; it's number two. 
Ken Lasso's number one. Ken Lasso's just a machine still, even though yeah. it hasn't aired in four, four months. But people are, are loving that show. And Apple TV, man, they're investing so much money and just out bangers, you know? Yeah, this is, I mean, if you saw the way it's shot, it, it's almost like, yeah, I could see why they would make, be able to make this show 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Like, the, some of the stuff is just, like, incredible to to even see it on a TV screen the way it's done. But it's awesome. Definitely check it out. For me, Apple TV Plus is kind of where it's at. I mean, it seems like I'm always watching a couple shows on there. Still got to finish Ted Lasso. I was shrinking there last month. You know, there's there's what else is on Apple TV Plus? There's an invasion show. Well, that's what, I just hijack. That's what we're talking about. Hijack. Hijack is on, on it. So yeah, I mean, dude, before we go, I wanted to, like, I guess maybe top three is fine, but like, where would you rank the streaming services right now? At least like, what are the big three mm-hmm. streaming services right now? Because I, mm-hmm. TV doesn't have the subscribers that any of the other ones do, but like for me, quality wise and the type of show that I want, it's like I'm going to Apple TV ahead of a lot of other things. So what 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 about you? For me, HBO Max is is still number one. And even though there's nothing, like you, you know, look at shows like you know Succession, obviously last month, House of the Dragon, which I obviously love. The one show that I'm gonna be hoping to watch before our next one is Winning Time, the Lakers, uh, yeah. John C. Yeah, yeah. Riley, and that kind of, that you know that sort of stuff. I think HBO is still number one for me in looking at the library of shows and content. But Apple TV is number is number two, yep. just because of their content. And then number three, kind of sneaking up. You know who's who's number three for me right now? I'm going to after it's been a big hiatus. It's been Netflix. I stopped going to Netflix yeah. for a while, but these this Untold series, which is basically thirty for thirty, that has now gone to Netflix. They have some really good sports documentaries and and, and stuff on there. For a scripted content goes, I haven't watched a lot of Netflix, but their documentaries are really good. Netflix, so yeah, my top three. Yeah. It's definitely Apple TV Plus right now, number one. I would say Netflix, number two. And then beyond that, it, it, it probably has to be HBO just because of, like you said, their catalog. Or honestly, I don't even think HBO is part of their streaming name anymore. I actually think it's just Max. It's just Max. I could be wrong. Max. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Which is strange to think that HBO isn't even in like the title of what their streaming service is, but it's probably those three, just given the catalog and the quality yeah. of the TV show. But like Netflix, dude, they, they always have stuff that comes out and it always surprises you that Johnny Manziel doc comes out. You know, there's, there's always something that like out of no place, you're like, Oh, I want to watch that. Oh, I want to watch that. And it's on Netflix. So we, we typically start there. Yeah, it, it, those those are the three I'd say. I will say and one Disney, thing I want. Disney can't keep up, I don't think, with these, at least in the moment. I, I do look forward to watching that Ahsoka, Ashoka, Ahsoka yeah. show at some point. But it's not, I still haven't watched the last season of Mandalorian. So I don't know. I don't know where I'm at right now with Star Wars. So when the hell, too, are we going to have the conversation about, like, and it sucks. We're huge Disney guys. You're not going to meet two bigger you know middle-aged men that yeah. loved Mar- marvel and star wars more than us but like even me i'm not up to date with marvel stuff i'm not up to date with star wars stuff the content just became too much and then when you when oh, you wow. fall behind and then the, the, the stuff gets like subpar reviews like okay reviews it just kills any like instinct or any hope of like or want of watching it you know so we love that stuff, but they really kind of you know, got to figure out some stuff. Too much. Yeah. I mean, like She-Hulk came out. 
I think that might have been the first one I stopped watching. That Secret Invasion trailer when that first came out, I was like, shit, that's going to be freaking amazing. I didn't watch a second of it because I got like some of the worst reviews ever mm-hmm. for for a Marvel TV show or Marvel anything. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, it just the book about the for Star Wars was very, very below average in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just kind of sucked out my excitement for Mandalorian, which I think got good reviews in that third yeah. season. But I uh, was just kind of carrying over. And I don't know that I could put Disney in that top three spot for streaming services when I am just not even current with the shows and I don't know when I even will be. So it probably is those, those three, you know, and then, and then Hulu Disney are probably on the outside and then further below is maybe Peacock and Paramount plus or something, something along those lines. Prime, Prime still has, yeah. Yeah. Prime actually might be in that next tier for me. There's some stuff I like on Prime. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, there's so much stuff right now. You kind of just wait to see what's, you know, getting buzz and, and, you know, Mm -hmm. There's, I don't see any like, big one on the horizon, you know, besides you know, House of the Dragon for me. But the writer's strike, everything's being delayed. You know, Dune is now being delayed, you know, so really I'm going to have to go back and start watching some older things. Yeah. Yeah, maybe for next month I'll try to squeeze an older one in there too. We got some other stuff that we talked about that hopefully I'll have watched by then. But now that we're through the end of summer, I mean, I was gone two weekends in a row camping mm-hmm. and some other travel. It's like it's hard to, to squeeze in what we even squeezed in in August. But I think September will be a little bit better of a month to to catch up on stuff I know. before before we go is there anything that you're looking forward specifically to watching in this september like that's really got you excited i kind of mentioned it winning winning time is kind of jumped up for me i need to i need to watch that that is uh <laughs> the cast of that is just ridiculous john c mm-hmm. riley jason siegel adrian brody two seasons about the lakers this season i know specifically is a lot about the lakers celtics rivalry they have yeah. a larry bird cast they have our back guy cast and so and, and that is how that one is filmed, like in 1970s style cameras, yeah. that sort of stuff. It's so unique. So that's kind of number one on my list. And then right now, again, I, I'm kind of watching the Untold on Netflix called Swamp Kings, which is a four-part documentary series about the Florida Gators and Tim Tebow and Urban Meyer and oh, their nice. run that they had from like 06 to 2010. And I, and I enjoy, I don't watch a ton of college football, but I always enjoy college football docs. So... Those are the two right now. How about you? By the time we record next month, I'll finish the first season of The Bear, which some people will have talked to, will have heard yeah. about. That's critically acclaimed. That's been good so far. And probably watch Foundation Season 2, mm-hmm. which I'll have an update on for that. And there's a couple other things going on. Guess what we got our tickets for last week? Coming up, movie-wise. What? The T-Swift Eras Tour movie. Oh, my God. Did you? <laughs> That, did you see that? That that ticket sales, free ticket sales for Taylor Swift's Eras Tour, Bypass Adventures Endgame. When it's, it's insane. This is in, I don't. It's crazy. Jordan. She can't miss. I wasn't getting tickets for this. Someone that doesn't know, this is actually an October thing. So as we'll talk about this maybe at some point, but like yeah, in yeah. October, uh, Taylor Swift's concert that she, you know series that she just finished up in LA a few weeks back is coming out as a movie on movie theaters mm-hmm. on the weekend of October 13th, 14th, 15th. I don't know if it's going on beyond that. It'd be stupid if it stopped just after that weekend, but pre-orders opened up for the, for tickets. And it's going to be an IMAX. And I, mean, I wasn't going to buy it. I saw the email because I always get the emails and, and then all the girls had me in the car one day like, I want to go, I want to go. So it's Ellie's birthday weekend, but I bought tickets for five of us to go to the Sunday IMAX in Saco. So we'll be, we'll be watching that. I cannot wait to hear what the vibe is like at this thing. So, like, is it like everyone standing? 
like, is it gonna be like, I don't oh know God, what he's gonna on the feet the whole time? I don't know, dude. I, honestly, nothing would surprise me at this point, but I know what the f- you know, her. I love this. I can't believe we're talking about this. It's funny. The Reputation Tour video is on Netflix. I assume it'll be just kind of like that. Just a concert from beginning to end, a bunch of different angles, and the music will be great. I mean, I've watched that about 100,000 times in the past few few months, so I, I kind of know what I'm in for. Is it a three? Because the concert's three and a half hours. So yeah, it's like 2.45 is what it is. Okay. I don't know if they're cleaning stuff up, but it says 2.45 runtime. You know what I would love? If they incorporated, like, some behind-the-scenes stuff. I mean, it's just going to be the concert, but I'd be, I would love to see, like, her arriving at the stadium kind of thing, her yeah. getting out behind the scenes, you know, just like what it's like. Cause man, her life is fascinating to me. Cause I don't know what it's, I can't imagine what it's like for her to get like whisked into these stadiums, perform whisked out, flying all over the place. I mean, this is like as big as it gets for any type of concert or event at this point, she's living a different yeah. kind of life right now. That's for sure. It's, it's oh. insane. I'm, I'm so excited for you guys and I can't wait to hear about it. Yeah. She's a machine. She's, <laughs> So we should end That's every funny. single one of our podcasts by just talking like a t- five minute Taylor corner. Or whatever. Yeah, like this is that. the first with Brock. Do you want to know something funny? How many movies do you think that I've bought tickets for in my life a month before they've a month before it hit theaters? Zero. They really don't make sense. And this is why it's breaking records because like you get a bunch of moms and dads that want to get you know tickets for their kids, and it's funny, dude. I've never bought a movie for. A ticket for a movie, maybe more than a week or two out, maybe for like yeah. in-game type stuff. You really want to get your seat, and that's fine. But like, dude, this is October thirteenth that this movie is coming out. We're going on October fifteenth. It's you know early September right now. It's a month and a half away. I've already bought movie tickets, so it's freaking wild. I can't yeah, wait but... to hear about it. That's insane. We'll probably have another pod before then. So let you all maybe can show us some outfits. You got plans to it. Well, as we're wrapping up, dude, we did talk about doing an Emmy little preview pod. Yeah, which we'd have to record if you're that's if you're. If you're still up for it. So, you know, it'd be nice to get something out mid-month. Have a little bit of fun with that. Make so, some Emmy yeah. predictions. The Emmys are coming up. I believe they're airing next Sunday. I'm, I'm yeah. pretty, I'm almost positive. And the categories are stacked. Like, yeah. like, unbelievably stacked. I don't know who could win. I would love to do a quick pod about all the, the categories. Pick our winners and then see how we do. So. Yeah, so we'll do rehashables this week. Emmy preview next yep. week. And awesome. uh, we should do that. So, anyways. Fun one, dude. Love the list. Look forward to what we do next month. So thanks for coming on as always. All right, bud. Thanks for having me.